Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. Amen. Yeah, I saw y'all faces. Go like, what are they doing? We've been trying to tell you we're making bold moves for Jesus. Amen. Come on, give a hand to our youth that are without adults today. They did a magnificent job. Amen. We come to praise the Lord. I know I saw those question marks on your face. Amen. But it's all good. Oh, what a blessing it is. Pray with me for a moment. Father God, thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy. Thank you, Father, for our youth today who are with us and blessing us in song. And bless, oh God, all that are here today. May you touch their hearts in a unique and special way, especially those, O oh God, who may not know you as Savior and Lord. And Father, those, O oh God, who may know you but don't have a church home, we pray thy blessings upon them. And but God, we pray by thy spirit, Lord, that you will begin to move uniquely and especially in this place for your honor, your praise, and your glory. And Father, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Christ's name we do pray and ask it all. And all said, amen. 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 Praise God. Come on, y'all need to give God a hand praise anyway. As you're standing, would you turn with me in your Bible or your electronic device to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. And it's on my mind, my brothers and sisters, that for our young men, if you can sing, we invite you to come and join the young ladies in the choir. Don't be afraid. They'll lift you up until you get it right. Amen. But we need you in the choir. Young men, all the young men in that particular age group, raise your head. I see y'all trying to be like Miss Clairol. You need to raise your hand like this. Amen. But we give God praise. Let's look at what the scripture says for us today. In Luke chapter 17, beginning at verse 11. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. May the Lord bless the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. You may take your seats in the presence of the Lord. 
This morning from the text, we will use this topic, where are the nine? Where are the nine? In the previous verses of this chapter, Jesus taught his disciples about the importance of faith. We should listen to what God is saying, not only in this text, but others, the importance of faith. His example was if they possessed faith the size of a mustard seed, the smallest known seed at that time, they could do unbelievable things. But I will propose to us in the church today, not so much someplace else, but right here and right online as you're viewing us, the importance of faith and that are we expressing living our faith according to God's word that will make an enormous difference in the lives of God's people. But not only in the lives of God's people, but in the lives of people who don't, do not know our God and our Savior. Though that mustard seed is small, but it is known at that time that it could be do unbelievable things. I don't know if you are really ready to do unbelievable things for the cause of Jesus Christ. But we must begin to do that. The expected result of their faith was nothing more than doing what was required of them. In these 11 verses through verse 19, Jesus teaches us about faith. A one leper who did not belong to the nation Israel. Isn't that interesting? You got ten Jewish, you got nine Jewish lepers. And then you got one foreigner, one Samaritan. Many of you know that the Samaritans and the Jews didn't get along too well. But when everybody's in the same bucket, they all hollered out, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. It don't matter what color you are. It don't matter where you come from. It don't matter if you came from downtown, uptown, round town, the barrio, or you came from the hood. It matters if you know Jesus as Savior. It matters because we need to let people know that people matter to God. We are self-segregated in this world. It ought not to be. Those of us that are saved when you get to glory, you won't be looking for your people. They won't have no corner for my people. It ain't going to be them people. It's going to be a us thing rather than a them thing. Somebody ought to give God some praise. We are ashamed today. We don't have the courage to let people know that God saves. God loves. The same God that delivered me can deliver you. Go back to what Dr. Martin Luther King said that, that in the most regretful hour in America, the separated hour in America, is the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday morning. We ought to be able to go to church wherever you want to go to church and worship God. Somebody got some attitude with that, but that's okay. I love you anyhow. Faith they are talking about. My friends, he was a foreigner, a Samaritan. The leper who returned to give thanks received more than he expected. I wonder how many of us are blessed, whether you're saved or unsaved, and you don't stop to give God thanks. You may think it's a small thing, but let me tell you something. As, as uh, Pastor A.D. talked this morning, that you see we come to worship God in spirit 
and truth. If your heart ain't right in the church, how can you worship him in truth when you're lying to yourself? We got to get outside of that comfort zone and get uncomfortable and begin to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Everybody needs to know Jesus. The will of my Father in heaven is that everyone can be saved, but not everyone will be saved. But it's not because God singled you out. No, no, no. It's because you didn't want to get saved. We need to let people know. We need to stop that. Well, I'm just going to talk to these people. Are you partial? Mm-hmm. Okay. I see we not. I see we ain't working too good right there. But I, okay, we're fine. But listen, here are three things I want to talk about. Ten desperate for mercy. How many of you are desperate for mercy? Hey, hey man, I see, I see my sister go, oh, yeah, oh, Lord, praise Jesus. I, I need some mercy. And while you're at it, give us some grace too. We are ashamed to even raise our hand in the sanctuary. There's some of us that raise their hand in the sanctuary to praise God. Secondly, ten dutifully obeyed. And lastly, one desired to give thanks. Allow me to set the stage for you about the text. Old Testament leprosy was a chronic infectious disease characterized by sores, scabs, and white shining spots beneath the skin. The law required that a leper be isolated from the rest of society. The leper was also required to wear mourning clothes, leave their hair in disorder. (laughs) I'm okay with that because I don't have any. (laughs) Praise the Lord. And kept their beard covered and cry, unclean, unclean. To let everybody know that they are there. Y'all sinners ought to be walking the streets of San Antonio, Texas, and all of Texas, hollering, unclean, unclean, unclean. Because if we are sinful, we are in sin and not recovered by Christ. We are unclean. But I want to be clean. If you want to be clean, that's a song that we sing sometimes. Won't he make you clean this time? He'll make you clean every time. And all it takes is say, Lord, forgive me. I've sinned against you. Oh, God, bless me. Save me. I want to be part of your life. Be a part of my life. Won't he make you clean? And then as he entered a certain village that met him, ten men who were lepers and who stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, you know when everybody's in the same bucket? Nobody care about your ethnicity. We're all in trouble. So we're all in trouble. We ought to call on Jesus together. By the law, they were required to be isolated. These ten desperate men asking relief from the misery of an incurable disease. I know this not in scripture, but it reminds me of what we're going through with COVID. I prayed and when we couldn't have in-person worship and I was leading the prayer and now another one of my brothers is leading the prayer, but I began to move. God, God put it on my heart to pray for a vaccine and God not only gave us one vaccine, he gave us three. 
And I was on something so excited about it. I couldn't wait to get my shot. Couldn't wait to get my second shot. Then they said something about a booster for us. Oh, it's folk that got some issues. I said, I want a booster. I got my booster shot. And then I see people marking up and down the street with signs and talking about we, we, we don't have the power of our own body. Yeah, but COVID will kill you. If you don't want the shot, walk around and say, unclean, unclean. Leave them folk alone that want to get the shot. If they got a booster to the booster, sign me up. I don't like being sick. I can't wrap my head around it. Why so many people will not get the shot so they can save themselves and people around them. You know that's like in the church. You got the vaccine. You got the booster. You got Jesus Christ, the Savior, the Lord of glory. But you won't tell nobody about him. By the law, they were required to be isolated and separated from their loved ones. But they kept that distance and called out to Jesus to have mercy on them. How did they know Jesus? I know when you read the text, you, you, you kind of want to go, like, well, how do they know Jesus? They all live in this isolated place. They can't go to Walmart. They can't go, can't go with H-E-B. They can't go to the meeting. They can't do nothing. How do they know? Somehow by the power of the Spirit of God, they knew who he was. And so they cried out to him. The text does not say how they knew him. Nevertheless, one thing is clear. They were desperate. But Jesus heard their plea. And he responded, I don't know how many of you are desperate for salvation. Desperate for your life to change. Desperate for you have a different respect for, uh, perspective on life. You're desperate, but we, don't, we keep going the same way. The same time, all the time. Somebody once said when you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and you expect a different result, that's insanity. Somebody's insane. Get Jesus in your life. Those of you that have Christ, live for him. Don't play around with him. Don't be no sometime Christian. Sometimes you come, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you worship, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you tithe, all the time you don't. I'm just trying to help somebody. You see, my friend, desperation is a tough thing. It is desperation that causes you to cry out to Jesus. Lord, have mercy on me. It is desperation that pushes you to find a cure for what, called, what ails you. Oh, God, have mercy. It is desperation that brings you to faith in Christ Jesus. I know in desperation for me, I came and God blessed me. I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the spirit of the living God. Why? I was desperate. I needed a change but didn't know I needed one. I needed a change, but I, could, I couldn't do it myself. We can't save ourselves. It is God by the Spirit of God, the Word of God, that saves us. Some of you are desperate this morning. Some of you are desperate for a change in your life. Some of you are going through marital situations that you're just so sad every morning you wake up. You're trying to know how in the world you can get rid of your spouse and not go to jail. We're desperate. Why don't you do this? Why don't you try this on the facade? Why don't you begin praying? 
And why don't you begin calling on the Lord? And while you're at it, why don't you begin to look into the Word of God and see what He says and get look at His invitation for us to pray. He says in the Old Testament, call me, not on your cell phone, but call me in prayer. And I will hear you. I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. You want to call him today. If you're desperate this morning, sitting online, or you're in the sanctuary, begin right now. Lord, I'm calling. I need you in my life. I, I, I can't work this thing out. Me and my spouse, we ain't working it too good. But God, I, I love him, but I need you. I'm desperate. Have mercy on me. And keep on praying. Some people say from this sacred desk, well, you just tell Jesus one time what you want, and that's it. No. That's a lie from hell. The scripture says pray without ceasing. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep praying that God answers. Not, not that he didn't hear me, but I'm going to keep praying, Lord, I, Lord, I, I just need you. Sometimes you get so down low, so desperate, that you, all you can do is say, Gee, you don't forgot the rest of the syllables of his first name. Gee. I mean, you're so woe down, you just can't think of anything else. You, you're so miserable. You can't even say a bad word. Jesus. Then you begin to walk around. The Spirit of God begin to move on you, and you begin to call him now. You begin to sing songs to God. My old brother would say, down through the years. The Lord's been good to me. When you begin to sing, something happens and bubbles up in you. you your walk kind of gets straight. You begin to sing it. Then you clap your hands and begin to praise the Lord. Your children think something's wrong with you. But you go ahead on and do it, amen, anyhow. Then you know, oh, he's good. He's good. He's good. God will send you an answer. Some of you are desperate this morning. Not only in your marriage or situation, you're desperate in your work situation, not the work so much of them people that you work for or you work with. Come on, somebody give me an amen. amen. You got to work and, and they're already on your last nerves. And it's already tingling. What are you going to do? Pray. Go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. People don't bother you in the bathroom. Go to the bathroom, lock the door, and you and Jesus have a time. Call on him and say, Lord, I need you today. We, we're desperate today. We're desperate in, in other situations of our lives. Call on the Lord, that you that are saints. You that are ain't, you need to call him too, but call him for salvation. Some of you are desperate. Desperate for the light to replace your darkness. Desperate for joy to replace your sadness. As the Lord passes by, call to him for mercy. Ten dutifully obeyed. So when he saw them, Jesus said, he said to them, go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice and glorified God. And now, 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 notice that Jesus did not come near them to touch them, as was his custom. 
as is custom in many other instances. He's simply declaring, go, show yourselves to the priest. It reminded him of another situation where they, a centurion subject was ill and he was Roman. He was calling on Jesus and he said, Lord, I'm not even worthy that you come under my roof. But just speak a word and I know my servant will be here. Oh, my friend, you talk about faith. Just speak a word and I know my servant will be healed. How many of y'all calling the Lord like that? Are you got that kind of faith in God? Just speak a word to my marital situation. Speak a word to my financial situation. Speak a word to me. I know I'll be healed. Anybody want to trust the Lord today? Anybody want to trust him? It is, you see, on several occasions, Jesus was accused of breaking the Mosaic law. But in this situation, it is clear from the statement that he obeyed the Mosaic law by first keeping his distance from lepers. And secondly, he, by, by, by instructing them to go show themselves to the priests. Why go and show themselves to the priests? It was the law. According to the book of Leviticus, the priest would verify upon inspection if the leper was clean or unclean. And therefore, lepers went, on by, but only one. The ten lepers went, but only one. One returned to give God's glory. That's kind of like it is in the world today. God is a big God, a mighty God, awesome God. He lets his rain fall on the just as well as the unjust. But very few come back and give him glory and give him praise. What they do when it rains, they start complaining. Lord, why you let it rain so much in Texas? I could hear the Lord say, it's because y'all need it. But we don't think like that. God knows what he's doing. Although the lepers did not ask for healing, but their request for mercy included a healing. Jesus said only go. Jesus said to us today, go. Go where? Go and tell your neighbor. Go and tell those around you. Go tell your co-workers. Tell your family because they live with you that you need to get Christ in your life. Tell them to come to the worship place. Tell them to call on the Lord with you. Tell them to come. We're not here all day, but we're here all the time that he needs us. Tell them to come on. Let's go together in the name of Jesus. The lepers did not argue with the Lord. They took him at his word, and just as the Roman centurions did when he said, Lord, Lord, I'm not worthy that you come under my roof, but just speak a word, I know my sermon will be healed. There's something wonderful about the word of the Lord. There's something wonderful about him moving in a special way and on our behalf. Without question, the lepers dutifully obeyed the voice of the Lord as they joyfully made their way to the priest. Oh, I can imagine. Can you imagine that they're all ill and they're all wrapped up in these cloths and looking bad and hair messed up and beard jacked up and they just smell bad and everything else. But on the way, something was happening deep down in and, and they couldn't contain themselves. And you know, it happened before they got to the priest. He says, on the way, he started healing. <laughs> on the way, God began to bless. On the way, God began to move the obstacles out of the way. He was blessing. 
Something miraculously began to occur. Mercy takes root and their leprosy is cleansed and they are free from their defilement. But before we judge them, at least the nine, too harshly, what is our own GQ? Gratitude quotient. Some of y'all going to miss that. What is our own GQ? Gratitude quotient. How often do we take our blessings for granted and fail to thank the Lord? All oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men, says Psalms, the Psalms in 107, 8, 15, 21, and 31. Too often we are content to enjoy the gift, but we forget the giver. We are quick to pray but slow to praise. I come in the worship service and I say, ah, no, no, listen, forgive me if this, is, uh, this offends you. But this is the house of the Lord. And we come to worship him. It's okay if you sit down and, and you got bad knees and back like me. It'd be all right. We ain't standing all day. But when we come to worship God, we will get on our feet and say, God, I bless you. God, I praise you. I know that you're a mighty God. It may not be your tradition, but I want you to know that God loves you. And we love him back, so let him know that you love him. Why are we sitting down like you at the movie? This ain't no movie. Well, maybe it could be a movie. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm lambasting in the congregation. You see, because there ought to be a response for God's grace and mercy. He didn't have to bless you this morning. He didn't have to put you in your right mind. He didn't have to get you in your automobile and you drove and you probably didn't even praise that Lord take us to the church. And some of us didn't say, Lord, thank you for getting me here. You know how these folk drive in San Antonio. Thank God Sunday's not a real bad day. Oh, but look out for Monday morning. You're trying to get to work and not be late, and you got up at old dark 30, and you still get to, get to work late. Traffic is crazy. But thank God, anyhow, you got to work. Yeah. Lastly, one desire to give thanks. I think that's kind of misquoted, one desire. You see what happens in our hearts when God began to move in us. And you desire to give him praise. It's some moving there. It's, it's not like, okay, I better go and tell God, okay. No, 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 it ain't like that. that that's something that began to move in your whole spirit. Go like, oh, God, I got I to gotta tell God how good he is. I thank him, I thank him. Because I could have been like this forever and ever and ever and then a day. I thank you, Lord. And when one of them, when he saw that he was healed, apparently he was looking at his hand when he was running and going to the priest. He began to say, oh, mercy, my, my hand looked new and so did my feet too. And whoo! I, I mean, maybe his hair started looking good. I don't know, but uh, he was excited. Are you excited about what God does for you? you? Do you let him know? So many of our children today are in such danger that many of us didn't have to deal with. I know this is a different kind of stuff just came to mind. My friends, we ought to thank God for our children and thank God for blessing them. 
We can't protect them all the time, but God can. So we need to ask God to bless them. And fell down, this one fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. That was worship. And it says he was a Samaritan. As I shared in the beginning, the Samaritans and Jews didn't get along too good. But when we all in trouble, we all good. And the scripture points it out that he was a foreigner, a Samaritan. Jesus can care less about who the people are. He loves us. He loves people. Jesus loved to heal and touch. He loves us so much. But I think the world and some Christians don't really get that thought to their mind. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. And it's not a love like a, like arrows. Not a love like brotherhood, things like that. It's a love that's totally committed to the person that he wants to love. And Jesus said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not only found who, one who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? But, be, but before we judge them too harshly, what is our own GQ, as we said earlier? How often do we take our blessing for granted and fail to thank the Lord? Listen to the psalmist as he gives praises to God in Psalm 107, as I shared earlier. All oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works in men's lives. Too often we are content to enjoy the gift, but we forget the giver. Too quick to, not too quick, just we just too quick to pray, but not give praise. And he said, arise and go your way to the one that came back. He says, your faith has made you well. Here's something significant about that last piece. The phrase, your faith has made you well essentially means that salvation has come into the heart of that suffering leper. Not only was he clean outwardly, he was clean inwardly. The thief on the cross, he asked Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. Did the Lord lambast him and tell him you sinner and blah, blah? No, he said this day. You'll be with me in, in, in paradise. Why? In his speech to Jesus, he was asking for forgiveness of his sins because he told his partner who's dying on the other cross that, you, hey, we know we bad, but this man ain't did nothing wrong. Lord, remember me. That's a confession. Only one of the ten lepers, as he went to the priest, noticed that he had been cured and changed his direction. The cure immediately awoke a chord in, of gratitude in the in one who returned. I would just be so joyful to see our church family get our GQ quotient together and begin to thank God. Regardless of the stuff that is happening, thank God and give him praise.
Dear friend, leprosy in that day could be compared to sin. There was no cure for leprosy. None. Because the disease, the leper was isolated from family and friends and familiar places. They were cut off from society. They were forgotten to society. They were throwaway people, much like people do folks today. But God takes note of the least among us. Oh, how great is the love of God. Jesus is not telling you to go and show yourself to the priest, but rather come, all who are weary and heavy laden, weary with sin. Come all who need the mercy of the Lord. Come all who need cleansing from the stain of sin. Come, as a songwriter once wrote, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other font I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Come and be healed today. Come experience mercy today. Come and be saved today. Come and be blessed today by the blood of the Lamb. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.